0: Travels, aviation, tourism, lifestyle, and destinations. While learning the people, learning the people, culture, and everything in between, one episode at a time. Introducing your host, Tayar Dare. Welcome to the Traviator. Learn the world.
1: Good morning, good evening, wherever you are. This is still The Traviator again, and welcome, and thanks for joining us. My name is Tayo Orishadari. On today's edition of The Traviator, uh, we brought you just another uh, topic of uh, discussion that I think is going to be beneficial, especially to our young, up-and-coming folks, and to some extent, because the person we have today is so experienced, even those people that are practicing in that space, they will also have something to benefit. Are you a frequent traveler? Are you someone who works around the aviation industry or just another uh, ardent lover of aviation? This episode is particularly um, channeled to educating people in this space, whether as a customer or as a practitioner. Especially those people uh, that believe in cabin safety or the safety aspect of aviation. There are those beautiful ladies you see on board, mostly ladies, I'm sorry uh, for the gentlemen that are also in this space, they're not any lesser than the ladies, but people just see them from the per- from different perspective. Some actually just think uh, that they're as good as 70 and coffee, as, as it is in the, uh, like a cliche in that part of uh, the industry, and some just think that, oh, they're just beautiful faces. And to those people that are very initiated, they will know that they are some of the most important safety uh, components of every flight. On today's ed- edition of the Traviator, we'll be talking about living the sky life in your wings. What this, what is this about? You will know in a moment. And my guest on today's show is an aviation veteran. Someone who is very well-known, especially in the Nigerian aviation space. I always tell her that you are not in the industry if this person has not spoken about you. He's a veteran, he's an aviation consultant, an aviation career development advocate. He's an aviation blogger and a mentor to very many uh, previously aspiring and now practicing um, aviation professionals, especially in the cabin services Aspect of aviation uh, people know them know i mean know them commonly as flight attendants some people know them as just cabin crew but they have professionals in their regard but beyond this she is the proprietor or proprietress the founder the managing director they'll bring behind the mama J aviation blog mama J aviation tv mama J aviation mentorship academy the convener of the annual cabin crew fair and i see if that's not <laughs> enough she is the brain behind the Explore Aviation Carriers Conference. She's put in nearly three decades of knowledge and experience into the industry, having started her aviation career from the then Okada Airlines. And she's worked with a lot of reput- reputable companies, amongst which are Okada Airlines, Associated Airlines. She works with Virgin Nigeria and Discovery Airways. She's a specialist in crew management, performance management, and customer relationship management amongst all the mentoring activities that she's involved in. But um, just different than what people think. I mean, a lot of people think that uh, Cabin Crew are just beautiful faces. She has a degree in mass communication from the Delta State University amongst all other several academic uh, pursuits. She had a diploma in social works from the University of Benin, a diploma uh, and certificate in leadership and coaching. She's a customer, service professional, and trainer. Uh, effective co- she trains in effective coaching and supervisory skills. And as you know, innovation is not only regulated, it's extremely regulated. So uh, we are compelled to have in whether domestic or international, to be on top of our game. And she's not left out. Ladies and gentlemen, join me in welcoming Joy Ogbebo. Everybody knows her as Mama J.
0: Thank you so much, Ty, for having me.
1: Ah, that's a mouthful. But I am actually in one star struck uh, I mean, having you in the studio with me, breathing live and direct, talking to me, I mean, it can only be a privilege. Thank you very much for actually uh, accepting to be a part of this show.
0: It's a delight to be here.
1: Ha. Ah. You know, th- this is one thing I know about. You are, you, are t- you are too humble to inform. I'm the one, like, uh, you know, it's, it's, when you are in that, I mean, you, you just think like, you know you are at the peak of your career when you start interviewing the interviewer. <laughs> She's the one who actually will bring out the best of everybody. And that's why when, I always say, you now, when you call me once, answer seven times. <laughs> so I feel really honored to have you here today.
0: Thank you, Taya, so much. This is an honor for me.
1: And beyond this, also, is that even I'm also saying thank you to her on behalf of those listeners at home who would be uh, benefiting from this session. Uh, Because beyond, she's one of those altruistic people that, apart from having Canada knowledge, having earned our own wings, having gone through all those professional trainings, she just takes the light in giving back to the society in the forms of mentorship. In the forms of uh, training, just creating opportunities for, to, uh, for the younger ones. What would you say actually um, led you into doing this?
0: Um, interestingly, after spending so much in such a long time in the industry, I always knew that I was going to give back to the society. I always knew that at some point I was going to have to send the elevator down and also raise up the nest generation of aviation professionals however i didn't really start until i started blogging right i think the blogging thing was more or less like an eye-opener to the fact that there were so many young ones out there who needed mentoring who had a lot of questions but there were really no answers. institutions yeah. where they could go and seek answers to these um questions and so when I started blogging in 2015, um, what mm-hmm. I actually came into the blogging business in the first place was my passion in the industry. Um, what, sometimes when I remember that I've spent this long in the industry, sometimes I pinch myself and I'm like,
1: wow, <laughs> <laughs> what has <else>? taken <laughs> me this far go, <laughs> <laughs> could
0: have been passion nothing else but passion right passion is something that will drive you irrespective of the challenges irrespective of the fact that it's not um, you're not really getting financial um commensurate fitness. financial yeah the exactly. uh, yeah. one thing that will keep pushing you is passion and so um at some point i decided that this and industry have been for a very long time and then um, why can't I tell the story from within? Why can't I change the narrative? Because way back then things have really changed, honestly. Now we have objective reporting about the aviation industry. But there was a time whereby the only time you got to hear about the industry was when there was something negative. negative. News. Yeah. yeah, there's a plane crash, there's so much hype out there. But nobody got to say the What's positives the about the industry. So I told myself that why can't I highlight the positive about the industry? Why not project images that shows that the industry is an amazing, exciting industry? And so I started curating contents that you know, were on that path to highlighting positive in the positives about the industry. And so then I used to um, post pictures of. Pilots, different career opportunities in the industry. Right. So, I think it it triggered um, interest in the young ones to really know that oh, uh, females could be pilots.
1: Right.
0: Pilots could actually marry pilots, and they're able to manage their lives well and have a balance.
1: But Mama Jay, now (laughs) sorry to question Like it's been so long beyond your biological Jordan which is your son. How many children do you have in little in industry fact, now? I have
0: so many. <laughs> and grandchildren. <laughs> sometimes I'm telling, my, I'm telling my sister, I'm like, you know what? I have so many children now. everybody's like, my mama, imagine, my mama, imagine, my mama. Imagine, I'm like, I have so many kids now. And it's exciting for me because sometimes, you know, life, nature sometimes bestows some things on you naturally that you really cannot feel the, the impact and the effects until a son, after, a, after a while in your life. So, growing up, I grew up in a family of 12. Right. My dad had 10 kids, so I came from a large family, and wow. I happened to be the first daughter. Ah. So, from time I was used to having my siblings, more main people. people. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, when I came to the industry, mm-hmm. and then the name Mama J, how did the Mama J come. Yeah. Exactly, <laughs> how did it start? When I was pregnant with my son, you know, I used to be, skinny. actually, yeah. but when I was pregnant with my son, at some point, the pregnancy was so big that one day, I was coming to the office and I was <laughs> just rolling. In fact, they gave me different names. <laughs> some of the pilots took <laughs> to call me, Mama J, you are now Airbus." boss. You know? <laughs> you know? So one day, I was rolling down to the office <laughs> really. one rolling. of the crew now said, you are no more Sister Joy, you are now Mama, Mama J. You know, that was hard. The Mama J just talk. And, when I knew that that Mama J became a brand was... Even when I left that airline to Virgin Nigeria, you know, people would call me from outside and they're like, Mama J, and I'm like, how did you know they <laughs> called me that? <laughs> but two things really happened that made me realize that that name has become a brand. One day, my former boss came to MM, MMA2. He said he wanted to just check on me. My former boss in my former airline, that is associated airline. So he said... I was in the office on that day. He knocked on the door and by the time I opened, he said, Mama J, so how <laughs> yeah, they call you here? So <laughs> I, was, I was shocked. I was like, Captain, he said, you know, I've been in this terminal for 30 minutes. I've been asking all your staffs that I'm looking for Joy, Joy. but nobody knew you. Yeah, yeah. Until eventually I got to ticketing desk. I think it was um, one of our staff, them GBK. Yes. I said, and I asked her, and I said, Joy, where is I think it's Mama G. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so she was the only one that directed him to my office. And so he came and we laughed about it. Another occasion, I was traveling to Bini. Normally what I do, I just tell them at the boarding gate that, okay, here's my ticket. I'm going on board to supervise what the crew are doing. Right. I'll come back and pick up my ticket. So I went on board on that day. I was supervising and everything. And so... When they started boarding, I was, you know, making my way back to the gate. And then I heard them making announcements: announcement. Um, passenger, Joe please rush down to the gate. <laughs> passenger, rush down to the gate. <laughs> so when I got to the gate, I said, ah, that's my yes, name, definitely. I'm hearing over the pier. Mm-hmm. And the boarding um, staff, personnel, then I said, Ah, I oh I forgot. <laughs> 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 I didn't know that you were the one they were announcing. Mm-hmm. So that was when I realized that that mama just become
1: a household name.
0: A household name. Right. So, uh, okay, so I,
1: what I wanted, I mean, there's something that I have known about you. I met you very early in my career as well, but I met you from a distance. And then you were pretty much flying in a box. Then you were a cabin crew on shot.
0: Mm-hmm
1: that was an aircraft and a half <laughs> um, <laughs> but before we go into that I've actually known it's like like you have a time machine, and you just stopped your you just stopped aging you just stopped your age you've been the same way I've known you since maybe almost 20 years now what is your beauty regime what do you do to keep young how have you stayed so young especially because The part of the industry is very, very big on looks.
0: Mm. Uh, Somehow, I think this job of um, flight attendant I found myself in has had a way of helping to um, define who I am today and everything that I do. So even in keeping myself fit. Right, and right. Still not used to dangling, Those dangling earrings yeah. because, as a cabin crew, you just need to put on these small pinkey thoughts, yeah. thoughts. So, just I just got used to it. So till now, that thing is still in me in everything that I do. that's cabin crew thing because a lot of people just think that being a cabin crew is just um, beautiful face, beautiful face, eat, eat and coffee and. Tea and coffee. Right. But They hardly know that there's a lot. We, there's a lot of trainings that we we'll go through. There's a lot of training. We keep training. We keep training, learning, relearning, unlearning, so learning. <laughs> on learning. Yeah. So we are always trainings, and there are so many trainings we do. And the job is not just you going on board to serve. Is a one so many rows rolled into, into one. one.
1: Okay, I'll come to that. I'll, I'll come to that. So. Being a flight attendant can be likened to one of those high risk jobs because you seem to live more in the air than on the ground. That's a perception now. For every flight we take, there's somebody wearing the same type of uniform, the same, often than not, almost cloned, the same outlook, the same type of makeup. And to some people, it's it just, just seeing cabin crew reduces their pressure or phobia for flight by 50%. Is it easy to become in a cabin crew? What does it really take to actually tow in this line of profession?
0: Flying honestly, I'll say is exciting. Flying is fun. Flying takes you to places you never imagined. Flying is a job that you fly for free. You won't <laughs> get paid for it.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just imagine having breakfast in Lagos, mm. having lunch in Accra, <laughs>
1: and
0: having dinner in, in London.
1: What <laughs> can be more exciting? What can be, what can be better? <laughs> and all those you visas, know? you didn't have to pay for them. Yes, <laughs> you know?
0: know, there are so many perks that comes with a job. You get to stay in five star hotels. You meet VIPs, you know, personalities you ordinarily won't have had the opportunity okay. to. Your paths would never have even crossed their paths. Right. You just meet them one on one. So, and there are so many perks that comes with the job, especially when when you work with them um, airlines that have a lot of incentives. I remember one time, I traveled to London with my son, with just nineteen thousand 19 so Nineteen thousand to London and back. The both of you. Both of us under under fifty k. You went to London and back. So, <laughs> so there are a lot of perks that comes with a job, and sometimes there's this flexibility as well. You can fly in the morning, maybe two sectors, and the rest of the day you're off. Right. You can just be all all through the day. You are resting, have your time, and in the evening you are going to have a sleepover flight to outside right. Lagos. Right, it's a job that can afford you the opportunity to be in five states in,
1: in one, one day. day. In
0: Nigeria, in Nigeria, you can be in Abuja today, you can be in Port Harcourt, in Oweri, in Enugu, in and the, um, come back to Lagos. And come back to Lagos. Right. So it's an interesting job, honestly.
1: Right. So I and mean, then, yeah.
0: Even though it's very interesting, there's the flip side to flip it. Trade.
1: I was just gonna say, like, <laughs> should I just change my profession already? It's not,
0: it's, not, it's not all glam, right? Behind that glamour, there's hard work,
1: right? It's
0: hard work. Right. Sometimes back-breaking hard work. Wow. So, if you intend to come into this profession, you need to be aware of this. It's not just about glamour, looking good, slim. I'm going about to safety and coffee No, It oh. goes beyond that. Right. <laughs> it's hard work. Right. So, if you want to, you're interested in becoming a cabin crew, you need to have this at the back of your mind. And it's, like I said before, continuously training. And retraining. re-training learning, relearning. Every year you have to do that. And you have to read. A lot. It's a job you do that every day. You need to know your manual inside out. out. There's a manual we we'll call it our Bible. You need right. to read it every day because before you go on board, you are going to have to sit for pre-flight briefings. And at these briefings, you are going to be asked a question. And if you are not able to answer that question, I you can will be step down. On flight. But but just um
1: <laughs> just why is it say that the, the, the cabin crew is the almost safety um tool or equipment or personnel on board the flight from the customer's perspective why is it said so
0: um if if you really want to know who a cabin crew is or is that? a cabin crew is that snl has been assigned by an operator to carry out safety duties on board. So that is your primary, primary. duties on board, is safety. should look beyond the, the uniforms, right? The, they tell you they think is is comfort. Young co- and and coffee. coffee. <laughs> no, it's safety, your safety. Right. They have been trained to make sure that you are safe on board and um, you, meet, you and they are there to make sure that ensure compliance to all safety regulations on board and God forbid if there's an emergency they are going. They have been trained to be able to get you out of that aircraft under ninety seconds. Wow! So you can see that there is a lot of responsibility I, yeah. for you as a flight attendant on board any aircraft. So it goes beyond beyond glamour, just a Um, some time ago, I met with somebody, and um, the person is flying now. And the last year, the person called me and said first like he said ah mama <laughs> is it
1: like this i didn't know <laughs> oh my days
0: i didn't know is this is yeah
1: this,
0: it's not easy man At all. it's not easy i said yes this is what i try to welcome to, to the you. world welcome to the real world right. because out there you just see the glamour the thing is just to slay it goes beyond that it's hard work Chew the hole
1: with your back honestly until all that work. okay so like they say in jamaica so when you see one of this flight attendants, put some respect exactly. on it. You know. Mm. So, um, well, all of this we're not going to round up all of these uh, without also considering that person who is looking at you at home now and saying, "Oh, what is woman saying? No matter what happens, I have to roll. Me too. I want to. I want to. I want to eat breakfast in Lagos and eat shinko in uh, China by, by tomorrow. And I also want to be able to fly with my own version of Jordan." under fifty thousand, are out of london and <laughs> back what will you tell that person what would be how can this person make his or her dream come to reality
0: the first thing i would say that your dreams are valid and they can come true right But you need to give wings to your dreams to fly to fly you don't just have a dream and then and, go to and sleep. sit on it so you need to take steps and what are these steps Knowledge is power. Information is liberating. Wow. That's what I do most times. The, the mentorship academy that I run today is to help people like, take you through the foundational class so that you know what you are getting into. You don't just dabble into it. In my time, I didn't have that opportunity. Nobody told me what to do, how to go into it, what to right. expect and all that. Right. So this is an opportunity. I think you should cash into it. Right. Severally, I have done a lot of free classes online i tell them sometimes you have up to 100 people um registering wow. and on that day you just have few of them who come for the class this is even a free class so i realized a lot of people have dreams and they are not ready to give to follow to through their dream, yes dreams to fly so you need yeah. to give to your dreams to fly then you need to know what it takes for you to become a flight attendant one you have to be at least 18 Yes, most airlines will prefer that you are 21 years. All right. Now, you'll be wondering why they have this age requirement. As a, a cabin crew but you're always going to be responsible for adults on board. Right. And for you to be responsible <laughs> You can be adults, a minor and be you responsible for adults. <laughs> some level yeah. of maturity yourself. Right. So, some airlines will actually prefer that you are 21, but at least you need to be 18. Right. Then two, you need to be medically, mentally, and physically fit. fit. Because uh-huh. the job is so mentally tasking. Right. It's a job you prepare. If you are flying tomorrow, you're already from yesterday, you're already, you're already preparing in that for zone. The flight. Yeah. So, mentally, you start preparing from home. Yeah. So, you're always going to be mentally alert, observant. So, at every point in time, your head is working. It's always working. Once you're sitting for top, uh, takeoff, the aircraft is rolling. You're doing your 30 seconds review. You're thinking, you're rolling for takeoff now. What if there's a what do I do? What are my dreams? Really? How do I open this door? Wow. When the door is open, how, what are my commands to the passengers? How do I ever quit? If this exit is blocked, What? how do I redirect the passengers? So your head is always working. Oh. So it's a mental thing. So if right. you're not mentally alert, most of the things that are operated on, broad, on board are very sensitive. Right. Just the slide. If you are very forgetful, you can't do this job. You're supposed to arm the slide for takeoff and disarm it on landing. landing so if you're forgetful you go and arm it when you're supposed to disarm it or you disarm it when you're supposed to arm it once that slide goes out there that's grounded it. aircraft, that is it you've messed up operations for that day so you need to be mentally and ph- mentally and physically Physical. alert yeah so it's not just you saying i am because you still need to go through um psychometric tests yes which in centers are um, certified by the caa Right. So you also need to be able to speak and write English.
1: Hmm. Yes. Oh, no I <laughs> <is>
0: very, very <laughs> important as well. And then you need to be educated, mm-hmm. you know. So that's just rules that, that impression added that. Um, They're just beautiful profession faces. Is just for any fine faces. Just yeah. throw them on board. Right. You need to be educated. Well, in my time, having a, a secondary school. Um, certificate then was okay that today that's different most airlines will require that you are a graduate fact, right. i remember as way back as in the 90s then we had a master's degree older, older. was a cabin crew right so it's you need to be educated you need to be at least a graduate right if you are not a graduate maybe on a scale of um, 10 to 100 percent the chances of getting a job if you're not a graduate now, especially in Nigeria, <laughs> is just 20%. 20%. yeah. So out of a 100, you have 20%. So it's one case out of so many. So I always advise them that it's never too late. You go get a degree. And then I always advise too so that you start early. Because one of these um, downsides of not having mentorship institutions, that a lot of people don't know, most of them would have gone through school, graduated from university, done their service, uh, worked for a while. Mm-hmm. They are now close to forties. That's when they are now thinking that, oh, I would have loved to be a flight attendant. I'm yeah. you know, like, it's already getting too late. So it's better to start on time. Most airlines in Nigeria have even reduced their um, age, age limits to some 27. Oh. Yes. So you find out that. So, so you're that you are only flying from
1: 18 to 27. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. Although that is one of the challenges we have in, in our industry in Nigeria because abroad, they are not really particular by oh, your. No, especially in the they US. Your capabilities. Right. I, I remember three years ago there was a man, 63. He just got a job three years ago as a cabin crew in US.
1: Yes, I see so a lot of that. They are capable. Yeah. you Can
0: still do it. But here, is gradually getting.
1: Tighter That's,
0: and tighter. Yeah, tighter. They are reducing the age requirements, and that is one of the challenges we have in the job. So you need to know all this, and then height requirement as well. In our time, it used to be at least um minimum five five. That is your height. Okay. But now I don't really, I'm not really fussy about that because sometimes now airlines are gradually not. Not very, yeah. Depending on the aircraft, there are some aircraft that they have the the headroom is a bit very low. low, so you don't really need people who are too tall. So, Somebody with five feet yeah. can actually operate. Right. So I'm not really fussing about the height thing. Then also your weight. Mm. You need to watch your weight is. Oh,
1: that's where your secret <laughs> is. That's why you have refused to grow up.
0: For females, your dress size should be nothing more than twelve for a start. Really? Yeah. So, mm. if you are coming into the industry and you're size eighteen, size sixteen, you're already living that um, weight range. Wow! So, if you want to, because it will even help you, makes you more appealing to the recruiters if you go for an interview and they see a slim, smart um, lady or gentleman you are more appealing or gentleman well. than somebody a bit uh, who is rotund, yeah. <laughs> um, size eighteen and all oh. that. Although, maybe when you are already in the system, because I know some people will tell me, ah, Mama, G, we have seen some Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. When, when you are already in the system or you are beginning yes. to add, well, that is understandable. Although, because yeah. experience that it's, counts, it's, yes. It's, yes. But when you are just coming in, at least you should have a certain um, weight that is. Um, acceptable right so basically these are all the requirements you need to know
1: and what about in 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 terms of training or getting your license or what is required
0: Um, um, I also let people know that this is not a job that you just uh, throw people on board right Uh, CAA has regulated trainees you can't just go and train in any school yeah because you want to be a flight attendant there are schools that have been certified by the CAA where you can train and then if you train and you pass, there are some regulated um, exams as well that you have to yep. take at the um, CAA. CAA, I'm talking about um, the Civil, the Niger- authority. Yes, Civil yes. Aviation Authority. Yes. And uh, you have to pass. You have to at least get 75%. Before the license is issued. So, so there are two exams you need to write at the regulatory authority. That like is the aircraft type and the um, law. So, when you're able to pass that, then you go for medical tests. Wow. If you're able to pass through all go through of these this. processes and you are successful, successful. only then NCAA issue you a, a license. Without a license, you, you cannot, cannot fly operate as a cabin crew,
1: ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were ever in doubt about the proficiency or otherwise of any person you see on board with a wing, with a uniform, with a lion, with an identification, and with a nomenclature, cabin crew, I think your doubt must have now been sufficiently cleared. These people, young men, young women, regardless of their age, are not only proficient. They are professionals in their regard and as you can see from the veteran flight attendant that we have in the studios today she has been able to reel out what it takes the journey they they will actually have to go through and endear and ensure they achieve success in the process to becoming a flight attendant and like i said maybe now you will actually learn to now respect them a bit more when they come through that aisle and giving you that top chunk top-notch service because you never know your life might just depend on them thank you again uh, uh, mama j for coming today so and time. sharing from your vast world of experience i trust you'll be here again when we call you
0: it'll be my pleasure to be here anytime <laughs> <laughs> thank you
1: again and it's been another time on the Traveto. and like we always say on the Trav on travator we try to help you learn your truth See the world through, and bridge the gap between this truth. Until the next time, my name is Tayo Orishadare. Keep learning the world.
0: Thanks for joining us on The Traviator. Please stay up to date with us by visiting thetraviator.com. You may also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and all podcast outlets. Until next time, keep learning the world and we'll see you on the next episode of the Traviator podcast.